Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome. You can visit our website at www.carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. And we are excited because I have my girl, Sonia Smith-Valentine, returning again today. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, it's going to be that kind of podcast. That's what it's going to be, that kind of podcast. <laughs> but today's topic is one that I am really excited about sharing. It's about career success, how to advance your career by managing your money. And Sonia is an all-around expert on anything financial um, having to do with, um, and she's the president and founder of Financially Fierce. Welcome officially, Sonia. Thank you. <laughs> I am so happy to have you back because every time we talk, you always drop a whole bunch of nuggets. I have to keep, you know, writing notes down of stuff that I should pay attention to. So I wanted to bring you back because um, when we talk about mindset, and there's all of these different things that people have to start thinking about if they want to start getting their lives in order, um, one thing that we've been talking about is about how your finances, your personal finances, has a really huge impact on what goes on in the workforce. And a lot of people think, well, what goes oh. on at home is is separate. So Talk a little bit about that in terms of why is, how is there, why is there this connection and why are people not paying attention to that? Um, well, I think because for a long time we didn't have conversations about our personal finances. And so therefore people kept the idea of money and work as two separate concepts. We mm -hmm. talked all about careers and, you know, there was always something you could read or talk about or whatever. It's only in the more recent past that conversations about personal finance have started to slowly catch up. And so people have always perceived them as two separate, not related things. And actually they're intertwined. And I'll tell a very quick story to show how, how that is. And I'll use me for an example. Um, I came out of college and was working at an accounting firm and it was one of the big, large accounting firms. So it's got this culture of working late. It's got a culture of every Thursday, everybody goes to happy hour together. A lot of things that I wasn't necessarily happy about. But I was making a really good salary. And I had bought a new car. And I don't mean just like, oh, I went out and bought the Camry I have now. I went out and bought an Acura TL. No, excuse me, an Acura Integra. And that car wasn't cheap. But I was in that, in that unfortunate mindset when I first got out of college. I had worked hard. I got me a great accounting job. I earned my Acura Integra. Problem was, six months into the job, when I realized how miserable I was, I'm now stuck. Uh, I can't leave because it wasn't going to be that easy to find another job for someone who only just kind of came out of college to make that kind of money. And I needed to continue to make that money to now pay rent and the car note and insurance because I didn't bought this expensive car. 
So now what I decided to do with my finances at home has now dictated what's happening with me at work. I had to stay and I ended up having to stay for two years. Wow. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you tell that story because there are so many people, not just people fresh out of college, but people in general who have the more, you know, the big house and, you know, the vacation packages and they have this lifestyle that it's dictating what they have to do, what they can do and what they can't do, what decisions they can make professionally because I now have to maintain what's going on financially in my personal life. And of course, you know, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that there wasn't a discussion about personal finances because everybody just smiled and said, oh yeah, we're good. You know, you see my car, you see my clothes, you see all this, but there's no food in the fridge, you know? Right. 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 Oh, you didn't know that I was using candles because we don't have any electricity? Oh, So, so when people, and I, I can say that going through college and, and coming from a house, a, um, a household where there wasn't a whole lot of extra around. And so I had to work for everything. I started working at 15, you know, I've had a job ever since. And so I was naturally inclined and I, and I knew only that there's never enough. So my thing was because there's never enough, I always have to work. Like, I can't take any time off. I can't do a vacation. I can't decide I want to do something that's a passion of mine because that's not going to pay as much. Just like you said, you had to stay at that accounting firm that you were not happy with because you had the car. So when, when people are looking at this kind of stress, how does that show up in their work? Man, people don't realize um, the stress that you feel at home shows up with you at work. You Just like you put on your suit to go to work, you put that stress in your bag and you take it with you. Mm. And it shows up in ways that I don't think most people think about. So for example, there are tons of studies that show if you are financially stressed, you are producing 10 to 15 hours less work each month than your colleagues. I bet your boss starts to notice that. Wow. You are taking off way more time because your health starts to show the stress. So now you've maxed out your six days. You've maxed out using all your vacation days often before the year is even half over. So it's showing up in that way. It's showing up in you in human resources asking for, you know, withdrawals from your 401k or advances on your paycheck. It shows up in that. So there are lots of things that happen that we don't realize, oh, I've worked the stress to work. I'm not producing as much as my coworker. I'm taking off more time. I'm asking for, you know, withdrawals from my 401k. And those things get noticed by your bosses and by management. And when it's time for who's getting promoted, mm-hmm. how much of a raise is going to be given out to different people, those things come into play. Your boss takes notice. They keep those things in the back of their mind when they're making decisions. And if you're not doing as much as your coworker, your coworker's the one that gets the promotion. Wow. And you know, I, I, I don't think people really even thought about all of these nuances and the effects mm-hmm. because 
you know, that, that is actually true when you're stressed out over money and you're stressed out over your bills and, you know, you're trying to low key, not get the bill collector calls on your cell phone, <laughs> you know, right. while you're at work. And, right. and, and, and it's, it's this whole thing of, like you said, just like we put on oh, our, I'm sorry, I'm just going to interject. Mm -hmm. And it's not just on your cell phone. They've gotten really good in figuring out how to find you at work and they're calling your job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now you have to play it off because you have just been talking about, yeah, we went, we vacationed out in the summer home and we're going out this weekend and, you know, everybody else is going someplace when you really know you can't afford these tickets and you're going anyway and putting yourself into more debt. So, and, and I think a lot of people think that they're really good at camouflaging what's going on. And like you said, there are all these little small clues and nuances that people start to notice. And yeah, those do make, those are a part of the decision-making processes that, that your superiors use when they're trying to decide who are we going to give the promotion to, who are we going to give a shot for this new you know, job, who are we going to you know, invite to be a part of something? Because if you're stressed all the time, nobody wants to be around that and they can't depend on you. Exactly. Because you're coming in late every every time I turn around, you're having to take time off because you've got to go down to the electric company to try to get your electricity turned back on. Or you got to go to the courthouse because one of your creditors has sued you, you know, um, and even when you're at work, you just seem to be spending half the time dealing with your personal stuff, mm-hmm. and not really producing work. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, let's put you in charge. Yeah. So when, when people look at the, and I'm, I'm sure that there are some people that are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that it was showing up like that. So I know, you know, the number one way to get out of this is, you know, pay down your debt and start living within your means, but Hey, it's a process, right? (laughs) So what are, what are some things that you would recommend? Because all of this really plays into and influences the way people think about their finances about what they're doing in their job, all of that. So what are some tips that you have that they can start trying to do to be able to get their financial house in order personally and be able to give their career more of a boost? Um, I really think in essence, it boils down to three things. Um, And I think if people kind of really do these three things, it really starts to help them get themselves on the right track. Um, The first one is the hardest. And it really has to do with taking a hard, accurate look at where you are today. So many folks like to stick their head in the sand and go, I don't really want to know. I'm pretending in my head that it's okay. And if I don't look at it, it'll be fine. Yeah, that don't work. <laughs> you mean I can't ignore it? <laughs> yeah, you know, go ahead, ignore it. It'll just get bigger and bigger um, until it's an elephant in the room. But it 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 really is taking a good hard look at where you are, and that means like a complete list of everything, all the assets, whether you have any money in savings, four hundred one k's, whatever. But it's also taking a look at where you're spending, including not just the things that we all usually think about, like, oh, I got to put my mortgage down, my car note, Mm -hmm. but it needs to include 
how much you're spending on groceries. Yes, it needs to include those trips to the hair salon. It needs to include the dry cleaning. It needs to include the shopping. It needs to include the dinners. It needs to include the movies. All the stuff that you spend your money on. Because you can't figure out where to go next if you start off by lying to yourself. Ooh. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do. So you have to include all of it so that you can see where you're doing good and where you're doing bad. That, that's the hard part. That, that mental shift of, okay, I'm going to stop lying. I'm, I'm going to take this seriously. And I'm going to put it all down. Then, once you have the actual true picture, and sometimes the picture isn't as bad as you think it is. Sometimes we're making up in our head that it's worse than it is. So by doing the true picture, sometimes you actually will feel better. But once you do that, then you can look and go, okay, what can we adjust? Mm -hmm. Geez, I see that we're spending $200 a month eating out. Maybe we need to cut that a little. Why is the dry cleaning bill so outrageous? What is going on? You know, are we overdoing this? Maybe I need to take a look at that. Or maybe you realize you've got a shoe fetish and your shopping is way out of control. But Wait, at I'm least you've got the true picture. You can shoes, hmm? shoes are not a bad thing. I'm just saying. There's no, not at all. They serve a purpose. Yeah. In moderation. What I mean, your moderation and my moderation are a little bit different. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm real with this. I, I don't have a problem with people buying shoes. However, like I said, you and I were talking not too long ago. And remember, I said to you, if I paid off every debt that I had right now, that I would still have a pile of cash that's in the six figures. Mm. There's a difference. I own several pairs of shoes, uh, but I made sure first that my house is okay. Gotcha. If your house is in trouble, shoes can't be the priority. <laughs> you just look good standing on the corner. <laughs> look good standing on the corner and somebody's like, hey, how's it going? Well, the roof is leaking and the electricity is off and there's no food in the fridge, but I got these gray shoes on. Can't work that way. <laughs> so, um, the good part is, like I said, if you got the whole picture and you were honest with yourself, you can start to figure out where to where things can kind of be sliced. Mm. But that's not the only part of it, because I think too often you hear so many uh, financial experts focus just on expenses, 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 expenses. The other part of that conversation also has to be about money. Meaning, let's say you've cut everything that you can cut. You, you, you were realistic and you were like, okay, we, we can cut a good $200 a month out of, out of what we're spending. But you realize even with the cut that you're still short. That means your problem isn't really maybe about your expenses. Maybe you're living in a, a reasonable house and a reasonable mortgage. But it turns out the job you have is a really low salary. Hmm. So the next conversation with yourself has to be, do I need to start looking for a new job with a higher salary? 
do I need a side hustle or a side job or a part-time job to bring in extra income? Because believe it or not, for most people, all they really need is usually somewhere about three to $500 more a month to make their budget work. Wow. That Many, would... Yeah, that's the 500 is about the average. Wow. Um, that is usually the difference between, oh, I'm covering everything and putting a little money away and being in the red. So for many people, it may be they need to do a side hustle and not just Uber. Let me just say that Uber is not the answer to everything because everybody goes, oh, I'll go drive. And I go, no time. <laughs> not everybody can go drive. <laughs> Some people, maybe you're really good at selling and become a real estate agent on the side, you know, or maybe you're really good with fashion and maybe you should sell stuff on eBay, like clothes and things like, you know, there are other options besides just Uber. But it may be that your problem really is an income side problem, not an expense side problem, okay. and that your expenses are low. You need to just make more money, and you need to go look at how that works. Um, so that's the part that most people, I think, have the hardest time with, believe it or not. People think most folks have the hardest time with cutting back on expenses. Mm -hmm. It's actually the income side that most people, they're afraid to go and apply for a new job because they've gotten comfortable in their current job. Right. They've gotten comfortable and complacent with where they're at. Well, I've been here five years. They're good to me. You know, that's fine and all, but your career can't go forward if you get complacent and your household can't survive because you've gotten complacent. People get fearful of switching jobs or asking for promotions and those are the things that are important, not only just for your career, but also for your salary to go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and what you what you started doing when you came out of college or when you first got into the company, you know, while it may have been great then, but you're not the same person. You don't have the same responsibilities. You don't have the same, you know, um, goals because you're you're older now. Um, you know, I know personally when I first started my business 14 years ago. I was perfectly happy being like, Hey, it doesn't matter how much money I'm making. As long as I'm covering my bills, I don't have, I don't need a lot. You know, this is great work. I love what I'm doing. Now that I'm older, I'm like, I want to travel. I want to retire. <laughs> so there's a whole different mindset in terms of what I need and what I need to do and the decisions I need to make. So I'm glad that you're mentioning the fact that it's not just about where they started because being comfortable and, and saying that this is all I can do and, and saying this is where I am, you can't be in the same exact place at 20 that you are at 40. Right. It's not going to work. Exactly. Exactly. I also think that if you take the time, and, and for me, it's I'm a perfect example. The earlier you start working on getting your finances in some kind of order and having some kind of control also opens you up for your career. Mm. It allowed me to do several things that I don't think people think about. Like, like obviously I had the problem early where I got stuck at the accounting firm because I made a mistake or two by buying like the expensive car. I quickly learned from that problem and realized I was like, never again will I be in that position. 
Well, when you when you've got your finances in order and you realize, okay, I'm not living high on the hog, as they say, and I don't have the big mansion and I'm not driving all these overly expensive cars, you then give yourself all kinds of career options. You don't have to take just any job. Mm-hmm. You can you can be a little bit more picky about what job you want and where you go to to work that job. You open up the options into what career field you want to get into. Some fields we know don't pay as much, but if you really want to be a teacher, you know, hey, you're really going to have to have your finances in order because we know, unfortunately, our teachers aren't paid enough. Right. If that's something you want to do, if you've got your finances in place, you can go pursue that. You can switch careers because I did it twice. It's not something that most people would do because they're like, oh, well, I'm making so much here. I can't leave and go do something else. But if you've got your finances where they need to be, you can. Mm -hmm. Um, You can like you and I, you could decide, you know what? I'm leaving corporate America and I'm going to start my own business. Right. You've given yourself that option. Or if you're someplace where, and we know, unfortunately, this happens more than we like, where you're being mistreated or not treated well, you can leave Mm -hmm. because you know you've got your finances in order and you can afford to go and look for another job. Mm -hmm. So all of these things that are available to you come from having some control over what's going on at home. And if at home is a complete mess, it takes out a whole lot of career options. Right. And then also in this day and age, unfortunately, with all the closures for, for businesses that have been there forever, you yeah. also have to think about the fact that, you know, hey, that cushy job may not be there forever. So exactly. if you're going through this cycle where you're barely making ends meet and it's a matter of the cash flow game, you know, okay, I'm going to put this off until I get paid again and I'm going to put this off until I get paid again and you never really catch up. And if they come in one day and say, hey, we're downsizing and, and you're, you know, you've got to go, they don't have to give you severance pay now, you know? Right. So you really ought to look at how to put things in order personally so that you can feel more comfortable, you can feel more confident, and you can be able to open yourself up to different opportunities because especially if you've got a nest egg that's covering some expenses and they come in and say, hey, your job is not here anymore, you've got a little bit more time so you don't have to stress out about finding something new. So right. I, I think all of this is, is awesome. Um, because I, I, I don't, think, I don't think ahead, people have really, I don't think people have really thought about the connection, and and how this, how they're limiting their options and what they can do. Oh, absolutely. I think there's also one other uh, thing that I should point out that people don't realize how getting their personal finances in order can actually help them in their career. If you are looking to advance move up. Let's say you're an an employee and your goal is to get into management and become a leader and be part of leadership. When you move into management, you end up not just doing what you were already doing. So let's say you are a great IT person. They're like, you're the best with our IT, our computers, our systems are always running. It's wonderful. We're now going to put you in charge of the IT department. Yay! I'm now in management, but guess what? As now that you're in charge of the IT department, you also inherit what comes with being the manager. 
And part of that is now doing the budget and all kinds of other financial reports mm. that management often has to do. And if you've got a good understanding of personal finance, it really does help as a foundation for now dealing with some of the financial things you have to deal with at work. Everybody that I've ever seen get a handle on their personal finances have said when they started to have to deal with numbers and financial reports and budgets at work, they were able to grasp it a little faster than those that had no financial idea of what was going on. Wow. So if you think this can't help you, trust. If your goal is to start to move up and become part of management, getting it um, under, under wraps at home and getting an understanding of how a budget and all that stuff works really can then help you when you get into management. That is awesome advice because I don't think people really think about what goes in. Everybody wants to be in charge, but they don't understand all of the additional responsibilities and, and all of the other things that you have to know. Well, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed all the tips and all the information that you've given us. Um, I want, and in, in when you go to our website at carsgroup.com, you'll have a, there'll be a link with some information about Sonia so you can, you know, read her bio and, and click on her link. But tell us what, what do you have going on right now? What's something that, um, you know, and tell us where people can, what your website is and where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, you can find me at my website, obviously, financiallyfierce.com. Um, on Instagram, we're financially underscore fierce, so you can find us there as well. Um, right now, I'm working hard. Uh, I've got several potential new clients in the pipeline. Um, I think coming up soon, I'm actually going to go be the financial expert uh, at a government training conference. So I'm going to be working with a bunch of government employees in helping them. Um, I, I am excited about what's coming down the road. Hopefully, um, be doing that at a couple of different governmental agencies because I'm having some conversations with them. So, you know, we're focused on trying to get into as many workplaces as we can and helping the employees, not just with their personal finances, but, you know, with understanding business finance and strategic thinking and all kinds of things like that. Well, I can personally say that she is a dynamic speaker. She is engaging. She's funny. She has so much insight and so much information. So if you are in any type of position where you guys know that you need this, you need to reach out to her, talk to your manager, talk to your boss, talk to your supervisor, talk to the CEO, whoever you need to talk to. Um, but definitely, definitely reach out to her because I don't think a lot of people realize how much this information really impacts productivity and the bottom line of their business as well as quality of life. So um, thank you again for joining us. I have thoroughly, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and um, Once again, you have been listening to Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. You can visit us on our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Um, new episodes of the podcast are available on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on milehighradio.com. That's milehiradio.com. And at 2 p.m. Eastern on our website, carsgroup.com. So hit us up. Let us know how this has impacted you. If you have any questions, if you have any ideas or burning questions that you have for future episodes. Um, and by all means, please, please, please remember 
that you have to mat you have to shift your mindset in order to master your success until next time make it a great one